and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name is Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and today I'm here with Jean-Marie. Hi Jean-Marie, how are you? Hi, I'm well, how are you doing? Yes, I'm good, I'm good. Do you have a drink with you today? Of course I do, although the ice has melted already. It's a lovely strawberry oh, gin. Oh, that's fine. Ooh, I like a strawberry gin. I'm on the wine again today, a bit of Malbec, I think. Malbec, oh. yes, Malbec. Always a good choice. So, Oh, I know. It's just easy. I don't even have to think about it. Grab a bottle of Malbec and I'll be happy. <laughs> so, Jean-Marie, what do you, what's your business called and what do you do? Well, my business is called um, Forever Aloe Vera. And what my business do, do is basically twofold. So the one side, I help people get more healthy. And in specifically now, as we are going through what we are going through, and in my opinion, what would be kind of the future of what we need to look at you know it is it's become more important for me to one look after my own family's health and also to help others so we use aloe vera products and it's the highest quality aloe vera products so it's got the highest content aloe vera product um aloe in the products and we distribute this to our customers who use it i interact personally with the people finding out what they really need rather than them just buying whatever they can see because I think that's kind of a personal touch. The second bit of it all is I help people to do exactly the same, to build their own businesses as well. So I would, you know, if someone approaches me and says, I'm really looking for that additional income or I need, you know, I need to find something different to work around my family or just a new venture because a lot of people want to learn something new, then I tend to help them get their own businesses off the ground using the same methods that I've been using. And yeah, then I um, help them going forward with lots of support and, you know, motivation to keep going. So it's an MLM business then? Pretty much, yes. Yes. Ah, okay, cool. So how long have you been doing that for? Well, I personally have been doing this specific business since April this year, March, April side. So it sounds like you've done something before. What were you doing before? Yes. Oh, wow. What a varied career. Um, I started in sales administration. Um, then I moved over to finance, worked in finance as accountant, analyst, um, worked for big companies like Avis Budget UK and Symantec and all those guys. And um, then I basically moved to Herefordshire, where I'm based now. And I did a, a baby group because I love children. So I ran Baby Sensory for, for quite a while. And then unfortunately, due to my health, I had to stop because I couldn't physically carry the equipment or anything anymore. And um, after my health was sorted, I thought I'll try something new. And I've never done an MLM company and I've always shied away from them because they didn't really seem, you know, like the type of benefit that I would need. But Growing up where I grew up in South Africa, I, you know, I've always used aloe vera products. So for me, it is not just about the product. It is about also knowing what it can do for you. And so is aloe vera more widely used in um, South Africa then? Oh, yes. I mean, aloe vera plants in South Africa are huge. They grow in the gardens. You literally walk and just go pluck it out and use it there and then. It is quite big. 
So, you know, it, it, it's also the type of plant it is. It grows a lot better in warmer environments and climates. Um, so that's why, for me, I grew up with it. So for me, it was something that was used every day. So yeah, I, I, I've never used kind of aloe vera products in the, um, you know, like, I think of forever is like orally consuming and you can educate me in a moment, but, but I have, I'm, 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 I'm allergic to everything and, you know, bites and things like that are you know, ferocious for me. Yeah. So I use a lot of aloe vera for, for soothing kind of those sorts of things. So, so aloe vera to me is, is something that, I, you know, I, I regularly use, but it's not something that I would think of to consume. So is, am, am I right in thinking that that's what forever is? Like, you know, educate me. What, what is forever? Well, forever's products actually ranges. So it ranges from something that you can drink all the way through to skin and to sports nutrition. Even, I mean, we've even got products that you can use for your animals because it's animal friendly. So all our products are animal friendly. So what we have, for instance, is we've got what is called our aloe gels. And these are the ones that we consume, well, I personally and my family, my entire family consume on a daily basis. And it is sort of a gel. So you get, we, get, we have three different ones. We've got the original gel, which is a very peculiar taste and not everybody likes it. And it tastes exactly like the plant. It's 99% aloe vera. So it's basically taking the plant, mushing it up and chucking it down your throat. And then we've got a berry one, which has got a bit more of a tangy taste. It tastes like you've just plucked berries and mixed it with it. And then you've got the sweeter one, which is what my family uses. And that's 87% aloe vera in there. And this, the nice thing about these gels is it starts helping you from the inside out. So it looks after your skin, your hair, your immune system. It also has high volume of vitamin C. So it, it all helps to keep your body up and running and you know keep you healthy. We've got various supplements as well, which you can consume in tablet format um, and capsule, so, capsule format, sorry. Um, and I mean, I've even got vitamins for my children that they choose, those tubal vitamins. So we go from something like that to like bee pollen, that you can consume during the high pollen season. I mean, honestly, I've got so many people that buy that because pollen is everywhere all the time suddenly, and you've got people sneezing all the time. And those tablets. Well, I'm allergic to everything. Me and yeah, me and my daughter from February right through to November every year, yeah. just on massive doses of antihistamines. But I loads of people every year say to me, you know, you should have um honey from your local area i hate yep. honey so actually that might be something that i could probably try so <clears throat> what sort of form does that come in is that like a gel or like what what's, what's the bee pollen one the bee pollen one is actually a capsule so it is it's so it's something that can you you just chuck down and drink it when you need it um and of course you know we've got a lot of honey as well but again it, it's up to what you like i personally I like my honey on certain things, but I won't say I'll eat compass amounts of it. Fucking no. I much rather take the tablets, which helps, yeah. work, than you know something different. Um, we've also, funny enough, we've got teas. We've got a tea that you can also drink, which is brilliant. It's herbal. You don't need sugar because it's got cinnamon in it as well. It is just brilliant. I don't like sugar anyway. You don't like sugar, so do you like no. like a chai tea type of effect? I have um, like normal, well, I, I mean, I like all teas really. I mean, yeah. I drink anything, but I'm a Yorkshire tea, no milk, no sugar, all day, oh. every day. All oh, like, right. Just 
don't, you can't sweeten my teas for me. It's not, not for me at all. But like Earl Grey's and fruit teas and stuff like that, absolutely fine. Just don't add any nonsense fruits. So, yep. so probably tablets and stuff. Are, it would be better for you too. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, that is, it's like I say to everyone is it's better to find out what it is that you need rather than to chuck loads of stuff at you and say use this because what's the point of doing that you're going to go well I don't really need that and not going to talk to me again so for me is I much rather you know talk about things we've also got things like I mean I'm looking on the left because that's where all my products are stacked that I've used already I keep all the little bottles and everything we've got sun lotions we've even got perfumes made from aloe vera so it takes your body um, chemistry and creates your own scent rather than it using a specific scent that everybody else smells like which is quite nice um we've got deodorant sticks we've even got tooth gel that doesn't have fluoride in it so it's not poisoning yourself or your children and everybody in my household uses it so we have literally got everything lip balms it's over 100 no over 200 sorry products that you know you can look at and and just enjoy to be honest and it's it's so i it's, usually think of mlm lm no, MLM businesses yeah. as quasi pyramid schemes. I'm not a fan. I don't usually actually have them on the podcast. So um, quite interesting to have one on. Yep. What is, is there anything different about forever? I mean, obviously you're going to, you know, love it because it's what you do, yeah. but you know, answer me the questions. Is it, is it a pyramid scheme? How, how do they work? What makes you pick this one? You know, tell me. Tell okay. Me. So it is very interesting because I've, I've had this conversation quite a lot of times with other people on podcasts asking me exactly the same thing. Is it a pyramid scheme? And the answer, straight answer to that is forever is not a pyramid scheme. The reason for that is the way that they work. So we don't take profits from people that join the business. We, we do our own profits. We don't, end of the year, you get bonus checks that comes out of the company profits because it's privately owned company. It is not, it's like loads of money going into a little pot and then, you know, people who've achieved high get some of that pot. There is no, you have to, if you go up a level in, in the group, in the marketing plan, you can never fall back down, which is one of the main things about a pyramid scheme. You have to keep at a certain level, getting new people in and recruiting, 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 which is what a lot of the MLM companies are about. This is not what I do. This is not what we do. So for instance, to give an idea, I lead by product. So I first help people get healthy. If they see what I do and want to join, then I'll have the discussion. Then I'll have the talk. I don't go and just spam everybody I know saying join, 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 because one, it takes my professionalism and my integrity into question and I'm not going to do that. So well, it's, the, it's the fastest way to lose friends because yeah. anyone who sends that sort of shit to me, I'm like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Because I fundamentally believe as a businesswoman that if you, um, provide a service that is needed to people then they'll come to you and i find that you know the mlm schemes are mm. get down people's throats send them personal messages all right you know and i get them you know i've got five thousand people on facebook i get hundreds of messages every day yeah. and you know 90 percent of them are people who are saying you know have you seen my Arborn stuff. Have you seen my makeup collection? And it's yeah. like, 
I didn't ask. Like I don't, I definitely do not go onto Facebook and say, Oh my God, I need a new, you know, mascara. Yep. You know, I'm here with my hair wet and you know, things like that don't interest me yep. at all. I don't actually think that I have anyone who's come on who sent me messages about forever and I might be wrong. So if, if that, you know, and I'm absolutely not advocating forever or anything like that. Yeah. I wasn't aware of what you did before you came on, but it, you know, it may well be one of the schemes. Sorry if I call it a scheme. That's okay. That don't advocate people sending direct messages to people constantly. So, you know, what is the, what is the learning? How do they provide you support? Is it, a scheme where they help you with marketing tell me yes. about the kind of background noise that you get that other people don't get so to to give an idea is is we are we have training sessions every week on new products um you know what's going on out there in the markets and all those type of things we are taught how to uh, customer service which is our main focus you know, we don't, we don't just keep selling and, and, and not go back to our customers and talk to them. So we get training from high level people, people outside of forever as well, that helps us to understand, you know, how to, to work with customers and, and look after our customers and to be able to do things like this. If you were to a year ago, ask me to do a podcast, I would literally be laughing at you going, no, there's not enough gin in this world to do that. You know, it's, I mean, it's, there is, <laughs> but I mean, for me, it has built my confidence because these people have helped me to be able to talk to people freely about the product, which is what my focus point is. And so, yes, people have joined in the business. That is part of my team. It's because they came to me. They spoke to me. And what we are then taught is how to help and mentor them with customer service and the new products that came come out and training how to do things like what we're doing right now. So the, the overall idea is, is, yes, they will talk to you as well about if someone comes to you and talks to you about the business or wants to talk to you about the business, you know, here's the, here's the things you're going to talk about type of thing. Not exactly what you're going to say, but just here are some ideas, you know, to get to, to kind of soothe the type of questions you're going to get. And, you know, to also understand our company as a whole, to be able to answer that, especially the question about a pyramid scheme, which is the biggest major thing out there. And of course, because it, to, it's to everybody, thing. exactly, to everyone on the outside, all of these schemes, because essentially, if you're making money from people underneath you, it's a quasi-pyramid scheme in some sort of way. So everybody who isn't part of it is going to say, well, one is that one a pyramid scheme and two how is it any different to any of the other ones that are what yep. look like pyramid yep. schemes and so many of them clearly are taught to bombard people you know if your friends are your friends they will buy all of your shit from you and if they don't they're not your friends jesus is, christ like yep. i don't expect any of my friends to use me for any of my you know the businesses that I provide yeah. because yeah. like that could be uncomfortable if they want to go to some other surveyor and use them absolutely fine won't bother yeah. me in the slightest I can't yeah. imagine a scenario where I would cut people off because they hadn't kind of used my services yeah no it's exactly the same you know for me 
I am not the type of person that does something like that because for me, it I run two other businesses, so I know mm-hmm. at what point you know there is a professional point and there is a this is getting ridiculous point in my opinion. And I'm going to be honest with you, since I started uh, with Forever, the amount of bombarding and then, you know, to be honest with you, sometimes patronizing messages I get from other companies and members basically saying, I don't understand. Um, you know, it, it's, 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 it's actually a bit intimidating. And that is the type of person I am not and don't want to be. So for me, I completely and utterly lead by product. And, you know, when, when people start under you, it is not, you don't get their profits. So they get all of the profit. So what we do is we get multi-discount. So you basically sell at a certain price and you get a, disc- a discounted value in between. So you sell at retail, uh, but you buy at wholesale, basically. I don't see any percentage of that value whatsoever. What I get is, is as you move up in the marketing plan, your discount increases. And that which you're getting is the difference between your discount and that person's discount. So you never see any of their money, never. It all goes to them. And then this is why I was interested in this. It's because I said, no matter what I do, I don't want to take someone else's money. That is not who I am. And so that is what made me go for this company and you know, basically say, yes, okay, I'll give it a go. So I think overall, you know, it's, it's how you approach the business. I'm sure there are some people out there that constantly bombard other people with constant messages. Yes. I'm sure about they, that. And they contact me every day. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure there are people in the forever group that might go outside of, 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 you know, what the basically is what we do. And that is their decision because they might get training outside of the group that we get in terms of training on how to be customer service friendly, customer you know, friendly and things like that. But I suspect that is, per person. If you are inherently a salesperson and inherently a hard seller in the corporate world or as a person, I'm not sure that, I'm I'm sure that they would actually be that type of person that would kind of go for everyone. I'm not sure I might be wrong. That's just my opinion. But the majority of people that actually join the business are people like teachers and people like uh, nurses, people like moms that work from home, people that have their own businesses and have seen a decline in income. These are the people that join us. These are not the average salesperson out there that, you know, is looking for something new to challenge themselves with. So, so what other businesses do you run then? So I have my own holiday cottage, which is, I'm looking at it now actually at the ah. roof. And that has been successfully running for three years. It is on Airbnb and it is very successful. How do you find Airbnb? I'm always intrigued because I'm a landlord. I I have other properties um, and I think about holiday cottages quite a bit because I, you know, they're the type of places I love to go to. I'm, I love a hotel, but for short periods of time, I'm not a fan of going to them for long periods of time. So if I go on holiday or away for any length of time, it has to be to a home sorry i'm looking in the corner of my eye because like my dog is being naughty <laughs> sherlock anyway um so i i like to go to those sorts of places so you know i you know i'm, I'm intrigued by that how does that kind of how's the airbnb for you how does that work i have to be honest i have had so many people 
from everywhere. I've had people from that must Australia, be lovely. Australia, New Zealand, Singapore. Well, before, all before lockdown. Can I just be very, very clear? Well, I will ask about uh, that after. <laughs> but um, I've had people from all over the UK. Um, honestly, it's just I've met so many people and it's made me so happy because I get to meet different cultures, which is what I love. I love learning mm. and about new cultures. So how has lockdown kind of affected the Airbnb business then? Well, overall, I have seen quite a large loss. Um, of course, as everybody has, I average quite, I average quite a hefty amount every month on Airbnb well, on the cottage, um, especially in March and April. So we start picking up during the Charlton races, and then it is back-to-back bookings all the way through until around August. But funny enough, this year, all that's happened is it's just moved on. So we're oh, September, okay. we would be quiet we have been back to back tonight's the first night that we don't have anybody in the cottage since the 4th of july wow so we've got people checking in again tomorrow but oh. if, even october i mean we have to be careful with the lockdown areas i mean i have to contact the people and say i'm sorry but we can't host for you because you are in lockdown everybody knows that comes to the cottage i send a message saying please note if we were to go into local lockdown we will have to cancel the booking. So, you know, everybody is aware of the situation and cleaning regulations we have to adhere to. Not, and I just don't think, it's not just because of what Airbnb expects, but because I've got three children. Yeah. I need to be healthy. I can't bring that into my house. Yeah, I, so in my own house, I mean, you know, I'm not being gross or anything, but in my own house, you know, it's, you know, wash your hands and be careful and everything like that. But I'm not, I'm not one of those that, you know, scrubs my, apples in bleach and sits them on the side for 48 hours and stuff like that so in no. my house i can you know it's relatively normal but we wash our hands more and stuff like that yeah yeah but we went to stay in um a cottage in devon and when we got there you know i, I took dettol wipes and stuff like that which i wouldn't normally do yeah. and i was really shocked by how grubby it still was I was really, because I expected it to be absolutely spotless because we, we, you know, we had to give them extra hours to clean and stuff like that. Yeah. I was really shocked that there was any kind of issues whatsoever because I wouldn't even usually clean it at all. I would be like, mm, you know, it's already been cleaned. I'm, I've paid for it to be cleaned before I got yes. here. Yes. I was really surprised. So how have you found the extra regulations? Have you found them hard? Is it, you know, has it been an issue? Have you had to make your clients come later in the day? How's it worked? Actually, no, we haven't had to do that because our checkout times are at 10. And then we open the cottages. We actually ask the guests to open the cottage as soon as they wake up in the morning. We've got our regulations inside so they are aware of what we ask on the, and we make them aware when they arrive, of course. We air it from the start. So by the time the clean is coming around 12, it's already aired for around two and a half, three hours. They clean and our guests usually check in at around three. I personally have not found it very difficult because that's always been our method. And well, of course, others other than the airing, we wouldn't usually, you know, beforehand ask people to open doors and windows to air. But I think the lady that we do use is a lady we've used now for three years, and she's absolutely amazing. She comes in and she literally scrubs everything. Um, we have to do the only thing that was a bit different, I think, was the fact that we had to use, we have to take out everything. So, you know, we use your duvet inners and your do du- and your actual pillows on the inside. You tend to you know, leave them, you know, basically just cover them again and then wash them once every now and again. 
Now you can't, you have to physically remove it from the cottage for three days. So it has to be outside. So wow. and then you have to bring the second set in. So every every turnaround, you take all of the stuff out. My stuff goes to, to a dry cleaner, so I don't even wash it on site. So I don't touch any of those things. The dry cleaner has their COVID-19 regulation. So overall, it hasn't, it's always been the way I've done things in any way. So it's not really been different. The only thing I would say is most probably making sure there's you know a lot of hand gels sterilizing gels and you know throw away towels for the people to use when they come in after being outside and i think that's the only thing that i've done different than to before lockdown which is what about the effects on your forever business throughout lockdown the forever business and my and my side has actually boomed um, oh wow really so, yeah. do you think that's because people are trying to be healthier other than yeah. the the fact that we are all drinking more let's ignore <laughs> that bit by far but yeah have you found that it is because people are trying to be healthier i think so i think you know a lot for me is because the the aloe group or the aloe vera products has helped me personally to become more healthy as well so i've not had a spell of colds or flu in my house for for about a year now which is the amount of time i've been using the products not necessarily myself selling them but using them myself and i don't know i i you see i don't sell something or use something or recommend something if i don't know it works and and that's that's my motto it's always been my motto so i think with me is i've got six people that that joined the business and they are happily going going ahead with their businesses I'm there if they need me. If they don't need me, that's also fine. If they've got a question, they can ask any time. It's not a, it's not a thing. Um, Sorry, I'm laughing. That's fine. My, my dog is being really naughty again. Oh. <laughs> Sherlock, carry on. But no, it's fine. Um, and I think a lot of people are focusing on getting more healthy. I yeah. think people are realizing, especially now with the pandemic, ooh, we might need to start looking after ourselves. Yeah, I mean. Alcohol-wise, not great. No. Um, although it definitely slowed down, except for when I started decorating the house again, which uh, has in involved not a lot of eating and definitely way too much alcohol. But that's a blip. That's fine. But, you know, I definitely kind of embraced the whole um, getting out more. And I suppose because there's nothing else to do. I'm very... I'm very into my fitness anyway, so I run a lot and I, you know, I go to the gym a lot and all that stuff like that. But I would I would go out for meals and I would go out, you know, with yeah. friends and I would go out shopping and you know and, and I had things to do and I was always busy. And I think in lockdown it was like, Jesus, what the fuck do I do now? Exactly. So yeah. kind of, you know, running was such a huge thing for me. I was like, every day I will run, every day I will, you know, yeah. and it just kind of every day I'll go for a walk. Every day you know, all the things I could do were kind of exercisey things and health things. Mm -hmm. So they were, yeah. you know, it was really important to to me for me to kind of get out in the fresh air every day. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily we did have quite a good summer, so that was quite good as well. So, you know, I think people did kind of embrace the whole Oh, definitely. Thing. Yeah, definitely. Because I think, you know, overall, a lot of people were also, you know, you, we weren't all active, were we? We were all sitting at home. And for me personally, three children at home, homeschooling, putting your hair out by the end of the day. But you that got through it. terrific. How, it, how, it, many, how old are your children? And so the, uh, my eldest is 14. And he's, um, he actually gets along quite well, so it's kind of, he got up, went upstairs at nine and did his, what he needed to do, back downstairs for lunch, and then he was done. 
um, my challenge was actually my six-year-old. He is That's like awesome. a little, he's like a little rocket and he loves life. So he can't sit still. He's all jittery and wanting to do something new. Um, and he got bored very quickly if he's not interested in something. So it was, you know, how do I keep him interested in what we're doing? Um, and then my little lady, my little girl, she is three years old. Oh, there goes my headphone. Yeah. She's falling out. Um, a, a good example of how one ear is bigger than the other, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> But my little girl, she, she sort of just fell into place. So, but I still, you know, I still needed to focus on her as well. You know, she needed to learn alphabet and numbers, you know, not reading and heavily, but sort of singing the alphabet song while looking at the letter, something like that. And um, it, was, it, it was a particular challenge, but we got through it. Um, where are we going to oh, go? Hold here? your breath. Hold your breath. Oh, oh I don't hold know. Hold your breath. I already said to <laughs> husband. We got to stock up, mate. This is going to have to be a stock up because I don't know. But um, you know, I was running my business alongside that. Whilst the one was doing something and the other one was doing something, I was sitting in the middle of running my business. Which, as a mum, do you? So I come from a very um, strong female background. My mum always ran businesses. She always worked. My dad always worked. It was very 50, 50, you know, that's how I was raised. And I love that. And for my children, I find it very important to show them that it, that you work and you work hard for everything you have. And, you know, and I don't tend to have that mum guilt that people talk about a lot because I, I actually try to switch it and think that it's very important that they see that I work very hard and I'm very busy and that our time together should be quality time. And if they're being assholes, it's their fault, not mine. <laughs> so do you find as a mum that you, you know, feel that, they, that your children should see that you're, you know, raising these, you know, yes, raising these multiple businesses and making them yes. successful in order for them to have the things they have or, or, do you, you know, would you wish them, wish this upon them that they also run these businesses or run whatever it is they want? To what run? they do. Well, you know, there's a couple of things with my children that I've kind of made a decision before I had them. So, um, which is a bit shocking. No, not really. Um, <laughs> so my husband is in himself is a high level senior person. He's a CTO of a multi-billion dollar company. He runs his own business as well on the sideline. And basically my need to have my own thing was I didn't want to just be the one standing next to my husband at an event, all dollied up with everything and don't have a word to say. What makes me interesting? Absolutely zero. So for me- The new handbag and what shoes you're wearing. Oh. I know. I hate Horrific. I mean, we lived, we lived in Berkshire and that was the main, the, the normal. You can't even go to dinner in the Oracle in Reading without being criticized or looked at what you're wearing. And I hated it. Um, now I live in jeans and a top and I earn what I earn in my own capacity. I don't, and, and this is something that was very, for me, is I believe, and I'm not a feminist in that way, but I believe women have got the power to be what they can be. And I want my children, my boys and my girl to see that a woman is equal to a man, doesn't matter what you say. 
Yep. And we can do as much as other men can do. So for me, it's important for my children to do what they want to do because that's what they want to do, not because what society tells them or expects them to do. My 14-year-old is absolutely top of his year group most of the time in all subjects. He's going into the Royal Marines. That's his choice. He can go and study most probably anything he wants to. He doesn't. He wants to go and protect our country. I am so deeply proud of him. I've got degrees, higher diplomas. I've got things behind my name. I've studied most of my life. But what the thing is, is that I'm the most proud of is that my children can see that I'm building my own businesses and I'm a woman powerful in my own right because I created it. We came to the UK 17 years ago with literally the clothes in our bags and 1,600 pounds. That was it. Where are you originally from? Um, I'm originally from South Africa. Whereabouts? We are from uh, Centurion. So anybody that watches cricket, the Centurion cricket grounds, mm -hmm. spend loads of days there. Man, yeah, that's <laughs> watching the cricket. So cricket is not, well, it's a sport I can definitely come on board with because I'm very good at day drinking. So, uh, you yeah. know, I, I would be yeah. good at that. It's just not a sport that I've ever watched. So I probably should try it for, you know, the reasons that I've become, you know, very good at. Yes. Um, but it's not my thing at all. But I'm massively into rugby. And interestingly... Oh you know, hugely into rugby. But interestingly, both my ex-husband and my brother-in-law were born in South Africa, both in the same hospital. Wow. Where were I they know. born? In Johannesburg in Vanderbilt Park. Oh my goodness. That is unbelievable. How small is this world? How tiny is this world? Because my ex-husband's mum and dad dropped off my brother-in-law's mum and dad at the airport to go to South Africa. Strange. That Strange is world. <laughs> Strange world. Anyway, so that's why whenever anyone says I'm from South Africa, I'm like, whereabouts? How interesting. Yeah. And next year we're going over to um, South Africa. Hopefully, please, for the love of God, let me have a holiday next year uh, to um, watch the rugby. So I will be enjoying life all over again. Well, I, to be honest with you, my dad played um, semi-professional rugby. My brother played for the Sharks as well, under 21s. So um, I have been banned from watching rugby outside of my home by my husband because I'm just too passionate. I, I love rugby. It's in my blood. Me it's too. Blood. I, I played yeah. rugby for a little while as well. I did. So it's in my blood. So it's one thing that we can't take. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I was the diddy one that always just ran very fast. Um, uh, no, I, despite being really tiny, I'm only five foot four, but I am strong as I'm one of those people that that is solid. Yeah. So yeah, I don't mess with me. I will knock <laughs> you. <laughs> that is always good to know if we ever were to meet a woman's rugby. Thanks. <laughs> if anyone needs me, I'm there. <laughs> So no, I, I have to say for me, it's, it's, it's always been sport. I've always done sport. So for me, it's, it's, it's a natural thing that my, my children all do sport as well. My daughter's already into gymnastics. So my son's My child, I mean, one daughter, she'd go to the opening of an envelope. She will do anything. Do you want to do this sport? Yeah. Do you want to do this? My other daughter, nothing ever. And then this year we went to Devon because, you know, you can't go anywhere else. And she started doing water sports and paddleboarding, kayaking, stuff like that. 
that's what she's into oh wow so, exactly so as soon as we can start doing stuff again around here she will be doing all of those things all of that because you know Brilliant. she's you know she's 13 we've never found anything that she's interested in so it's time for her to she find the sport she will seriously enjoy then some water sports in south africa so do have a go and take her um we we, st- we just literally last december we spent a month in south africa Wow. Uh, we went over Christmas and of course that's the summer holidays. Private game reserve at my uncle's house and then just being with family, which is something we haven't done. Don't I don't nine years. This, I don't want to talk about this Christmas because it already makes me sad that I'm yeah. not gonna spend it with my family. But apparently Boris might waver on that one, so don't want to think but about we'll, it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. No, it makes you really sad. But anyway, where can everyone find you if they wanna, you know, Go to cottage or some forever products. Where can they find you? So for the cottage, I'm on Airbnb. If you look under Peter Stowe, you will find my cottage in Peter Stowe. It is it is gorgeous. It's a six sleeper, so you know it is lovely. It's got its own little garden, barbecue. If you want to just break away for a couple of days, you know, just oh. book on Airbnb. I um, might give you. I might talk to you about that afterwards. <laughs> go for it. Um, so it's it's gorgeous. We do little welcome baskets as well, and you know. As we all do, we cross-sell. I've, I've put some aloe products in there for people to have a go with for free as well. Why not? Have a lip balm, have a taste of the jars, have a tea. So, um, you know, it's, it's, you, can, you can find me on, on Airbnb there. We are currently and have been since the start a super host. So when you search for Six Sleeper, my, my cottage will most probably come up as one of the top ones at the top. So have a look and book on there, you know, and hopefully I'll meet a couple of more people around the area and hopefully a little bit further abroad as well. Uh, my aloe vera, I am on, on Facebook. Uh, it's Forever Aloe Vera by Jean-Marie. And I've also got a website, Forever Aloe Vera, as well. And I sell in literally all over the country. I've got customers, well, actually all over the world. I've got customers in South Africa. I've got customers UK, Europe, US at the moment, starting up as well. So I'm literally everywhere. If you want something, just get in contact or order and it will go straight to you. I don't even touch it. Oh, wow. Is that how it works? Cool. Yep. We don't even touch it. Unless you're in the near vicinity and I have placed a big order for everyone in my vicinity, it literally gets distributed straight from our distribution centers. We don't touch it at all. It goes oh, straight I to I didn't realize that. I did wonder, but I didn't realize that. So we end all of our podcasts with the eight mile moment. I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. I love Eminem and he does all of his rap battles by doing, saying the worst things about him. So he's skinny, he's white, his mum lives in a trailer so that the opponent can't say anything bad back about him. So, Jean-Marie, what are the worst things about you? Oh, impatient. I'm impatient. I'm so impatient. It, it, it bothers me that people don't realise that health is so important. You know, it is really annoying that people don't just sit back and think, hey, if I don't change my life at 30, when I'm 50, 60, I might have health issues. So impatience is, is my biggest flaw. Biggest flaw. It just, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. What's your least healthy thing about you, though? There must be something where you're like, but this one thing, fuck it. Oh, it's, it's, it's got to be lamb chops. I love a lamb chop. It's it's got to be, but it's got to be good and crispy, and nice and juicy and and all in one. It, it's just. Have I you ever eat. had a lamb chop at an Indian restaurant? 
No, I haven't actually. Oh, really? You never. Oh, you will never go back. I've had one in a Turkish restaurant. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Indian. Indian. Right, we've got a couple of good ones in the area. I'm going to go and find myself mm -hmm. a lamb chop. You will message me afterwards and you will say, oh my God. <laughs> Brilliant, I can't wait to do that. I really <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> so amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Jean-Marie. It's been amazing. Thank you. And if anyone else wants to be on the podcast, you can contact us at fine... I get this wrong every week. Info at fine-surveyors.co.uk and we are having the whole of October off because... Claire let me know a couple of months ago that I haven't had a day off for a year so I will not be recording throughout the whole of October so if you want to be on the podcast from November onwards you can contact Claire and she will get you booked in anyway say goodbye bye, bye.